Hello and welcome to Encounter Church Cape Town. We're so excited that you can join us for this message and we speak God's abundant blessing upon you, your families and all of your spheres of influence as you do so. Enjoy as you engage with God. I know it's wonderful. No, it's this is the best time to preach <laughs> because God's presence is here, and it's it's just we just enjoy His presence and just let's just continue in His presence. But um, yeah, I do just in the time that that we've got left this morning, um, want to just just pick up on on this um, on the theme that we've been looking at already for a while this year. Um, but it doesn't matter if you haven't been part of that yet. You can just get in with the program this morning and what God's saying for right now for this morning. But we've been, we've been following this theme on by faith and looking at Hebrews 11. And we just, yeah, we just know that God is speaking to us right now about being a people of faith and different aspects of that. And we know that we desperately need that right now with all the challenges we are facing in the world uh, globally, but also everything, you know, that we go through daily. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to learn afresh again, what is it that God's, you know, saying to us about being a people of faith and, um, and just an encouragement and a strengthening through you know, Hebrews 11, which goes through a list of, you know, some of the big names that we know of in the Bible and some of the seemingly smaller names and some of the no-named people <laughs> as well, just people who are mentioned, who just brought God such glory and honor because of their faith and uh, and living uh, living for him so that's yeah that's been really exciting and a few weeks back i preached on abraham and looked at abraham specifically and in some ways this morning's a sort of abraham part two <laughs> but just picking up some some different aspects that i really feel but for this morning in particular i i was really feeling like god is wanting to encourage us about being a people of promise and so that's that's the key thing for this morning is about being a people of promise. And that's actually what you find throughout this whole Hebrews 11. Um, in fact, through the book of Hebrews as well, um, and even in Galatians, and we're going to look at some different scriptures this morning. But you see God speaking to people and reminding them you are a people of the promise. Not a people of the law, not a people of the duty or the... Uh, and, and not even just a people of, of the faith, you're people of, of promise. And um, yeah, so that's, that's what we're going to get into this morning. And yeah, before we get into some of that, I want to just, just remind us again about, um, yeah, just, just the, right from the beginning in Hebrews 11, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about we about what we do not see this is what the ancients were commended for and i felt this morning actually to start i really felt god just speaking to us here and i felt like i needed to just speak this out over every one of us this morning and i feel god is commending us god is commending every one of you for your faith that actually this is not about saying like oh i need to be Full of faith or I need to work faith up or I need to be something more than I am or you know I'm not someone of faith like all these amazing people but actually the start of Hebrews 11 is I believe God commending our faith and so I just want to speak this out I just really felt like God saying well done for having faith in me 
well done for having confidence in what is unseen. I'm pleased with your faith. I love your confidence in what you hope for. I love your assurance in what is unseen. It says in verse 3, you know, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Even if we believe that God is the creator, that he created us and he created the universe out of nothing, that is faith. So it actually starts with that right in the beginning. If we believe God that, that's, okay, we, we are a people of faith. You do have faith. That already is faith. And, you know, just believing who God is, what he's done, and, and you know, uh, believing in what is unseen, and not just our experiences of things around us, or uh, what we can tangibly see, or account for, or reason in our minds. That's what faith is. But just receive that right now. I actually want to ask you, even just, just close your eyes and just engage with God. And I just, I just feel He really wants to just speak that over you. Just speaking that commendation. He is he's saying to you, you know, you, you're His child. You have chosen Him. You've put your faith in Him. You've put your faith and your hope in the one who is unseen. Your confidence is in Him. And He's saying, well done. Well done to you. Well done to you, Ali. Well done for believing in the unseen. Yeah. Suzanne, well done to you for putting your confidence. Disconnected. Well, no, we're still connected. Stay connected, everyone. <laughs> Stay connected. Suzanne, well done for your steadfast confidence in what is not yet seen. Llewellyn, well done for believing God putting your faith in him yeah and Paul I don't even know you but I know that God knows you and I just feel he's highlighting and just saying to you well done well done you're a man of faith you believe him for the things that you haven't yet seen you're trusting him for what's still coming yeah. and everyone else just receive that God is really just saying well done yeah, so that's our starting point this morning, guys. <laughs> Not something that we need to work up. And we want to grow in this more. But we are a people of faith already. When we trust Him for the unseen. When we believe in Him. Believe what He's done already. And we can connect with all of these other amazing people. I want to read um, from uh, verse 9. Uh, and just a little bit more about Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land. Like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Just pause there for a moment. Okay. Isn't this a wonderful thing as well? You just see this legacy, you see inheritance, you see family, you see community inheriting the promises together 
Abraham is the one we know God's spoken to, given vision, and yet it's not just no. about not just about him. <laughs> 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 it's just because Colin's back now. <laughs> 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 all right. We're, we're all connected again. Thank you, Colin. <laughs> Just stick around, so we otherwise we lose the connection. <laughs> Yeah, so this, you know, the sense of being an, an heir of the promise. Okay, and you see this whole theme is picked up again and again. So this is very tangibly and um, like physically through the line of Abraham. The promise given to Abraham was not only just for him, but it was for him and his family and beyond that as well. Okay? So they were literally heirs of, uh, of the promise. And I'll, I'll keep reading there. Um, from verse 10, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Mm. So here's a beautiful thing as well. So talking about promise and now also reflecting on, well, who's the one who's made the promise? Okay, And he is always faithful, even though the promise seemed completely ridiculous to her so much so that she laughed okay that she thought this was impossible but she considered god faithful and so is considered a woman of faith amazing him huh? and so from this one man and he as good as dead <laughs> all right so if you if you can relate to abraham at all <laughs> if you're feeling you know even feeling as good as dead um, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. Now, it's interesting it says that, but they did receive some of the promise. Okay? I mean, Abraham and Sarah literally received a child and saw the first of that. So they, were, they did receive some of it. Interesting, but obviously there was a fullness that God had shown them way more that was only for like eras to come and generations to come. And probably they had glimpses of Jesus and the new covenant and even what is still to come now. They were probably that kind of a people who were having such a fullness that yes, it wasn't for their lifetime on earth to receive all of that. But they're still, that's still something that they, they carried and something that was still promised to them. And they're still receiving and going to receive um yeah they, they did not receive the things promised they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth people who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own if they had been thinking of the country they had left they would have had opportunity to return instead they were longing for a better country a heavenly one therefore god is not ashamed to be called their god for he has prepared a city for them also, just something interesting I felt here as well. You know, it is, it is interesting because it keeps saying here, they were longing for something more. They were looking for this heavenly city. But at the same time, they were also pioneers who were not just saying, okay, we'll just chill on earth until we get to that heavenly city. They were actually, okay, God, we're going to follow your promises day by day. We're going to step out. They took huge change in their life, literally moving to another region of the world you know moving into tents into a new land being willing to be foreigners and strangers and and they pioneered a new place okay so they stepped out so you sort of think well abraham why did you bother if you 
if you knew that what you're longing for, the fullness of all you're longing for is actually a heavenly reality, why were you still pioneering? You know, why didn't you sort of just, you know, chill out your days and, you know, be a good man of faith and, you know, mind your own business and sort of wait until the, off, the next life, you know? So I think there's a, there's a key for us in that, you know, guys, because that's the, the tension that we, we do live with, that God is giving us glimpses of what is, what is to come, what is so much more, and we're pressing into that. But it's not a case of just waiting for that to happen one day and just checking out of this life or saying, fine, let, this, you know, let our community and society just be destroyed because it doesn't matter what matters is to come there's still an importance and significance in what's happening around us and in our, our life and our time on this earth is still significant. And even though Abraham and Sarah saw the first of that heir of the promise in their lifetime, we know what's happened since then. Eh? The multitudes that have been added as the heirs of the promise that, that we are part of as well. I've been looking as well just to see, yeah, just to see some different things. You know, I was also amazed at the parallels with the story of Jesus and um, Abraham and Sarah and having Isaac. If you just think of Isaac to just a few things, he was the promised son. Okay. So, you know, God and like the angels appeared to Mary and Joseph and, you know, promised them a child who was divinely conceived and in the case of Isaac, it was also, it was like, this is impossible, but God made it happen. So this, this, this promised son. Um, and it, it actually says here as well that, um, in fact, let's just read on as well. Uh, because the, the aspect of Abraham actually offering Isaac up to sacrifice. There is another parallel with Jesus. It says in verse 17, By faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Okay, Another parallel with God and his one and only son. Um, Abraham had to be willing to do that. But the amazing thing is that Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. And Bev spoke into that a bit um, in the message last week. No? Um, but we know that he, rec he knew that his son could be raised even if he had to be sacrificed Father God knows that about his own son as well so anyway amazing parallels you know just to, to see that um, to, just, yeah, to see those significances those tangible things I was also looking through the New Testament just to see what are you know, the different verses on, on promises what are the different things that God promises to us in the New Testament. And most of them have to do with eternal life. So that's, that's, that's actually the number one promise that comes up through the New Testament in terms of what, what God has promised us, what God himself has said. And he promises us eternal life. They also speak about it as he promises us the entering into his rest, which is also a sign of, yes, the, the, the um, eternal life. But it's a lovely way that God puts us. He promises us rest. Sure. Isn't that beautiful there? Yeah? Uh, he, he promises us land sometimes. We read here about the, the promised land. Okay, so it's a space, place where God specifically 
has. And then the new heavens and the new earth. That's another promise from God. And the Holy Spirit is mentioned a lot as a promise. He is the promised one, the promised Holy Spirit. Isn't that beautiful? So it's like just as sure as God is when he promises us eternal life and he promises us the Holy Spirit to be with us. Great, eh? Amazing. Yeah. I want to pick out another couple of scriptures from, also from Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Um, we find it, it says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. So if, if you're struggling even just to believe promises, Amen. trust in the one who gives the promises. Amen. Trust in his faithfulness. Amen. And in Hebrews 6, verse 15, so you can see that this theme actually comes right throughout this book. Um, and so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Another key for us there, eh? Abraham Man of faith commended for his patience. That's something I think we probably can all relate to. We need more patience, especially in this season right now. But I think we all need more patience all the time. But you know, he waited patiently for the promises and he received what, what God was giving him. I want to read a, a verse that, that um, links with everything we've been talking about today as well. And it's from Galatians chapter 3. And it just... It just brings this all together um, quite well. So if you, if you want to turn there, Galatians 3, verse 26. It says, So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the New Testament makes it really clear to us that if we are in Christ, we are Abraham's seed. Now this is actually really important. So these, these books, this is a little bit deeper in terms of the theology, that Galatians and Hebrews were written predominantly to... Jewish believers, okay, and the, and even some of the religious Jewish people at that time, and it was they're actually written mainly to explain to them about how the Gentiles have been included, and about what is the significance of Jesus and who exactly is Jesus in the role of everything that they already understood, like the law, and the commandments, and you know the prophets and the angels and everything like that. So. This is, this is the context in which they're speaking into. And in, in Galatians, it was a wonderful community of believers in Jesus, but they'd become very religious again and gone back to the, their Jewish upbringing and their practices and sort of, you know, they accepted Jesus and then they went back to the law and tried to earn God's favor through the practices and the things that they knew and all the commandments of Moses. So there was this teaching to say, no, when you accept Jesus, you're not reckoned as the sons of Moses, because Moses represented the law. But you are the sons and daughters of Abraham, because Abraham's, Abraham was told that his descendants would be people of the promise. Heirs of the promise. 
And so we are grafted in with Jews, you know, Jews and Gentiles together in Jesus, if we accept Jesus together, then we are grafted together as people of the promise, as heirs of the promise. So this is just some, you know, foundational things, but these are things that really help us. I think at this time, you know, we, we need to be reminded again of our identity, who we are, the promises that we have, the surety and the confidence, okay, that we can have. This is who we are. We are connected into this great line of faith in Hebrews. You know, we are the, we are Abraham's, like we, we're part of his inheritance as well. In his lifetime, he just saw that first step, eh? He saw the, the first son of the promise. And yet, how many more would be added to that? And we get connected, get connected in there. And so there's this, this battle that you see going on here between law and grace, obviously, as well. And we're in this beautiful era of grace um, as, as children of Abraham, as children of the, of the promise. Uh, and that's for us to, to inherit as well. So I want to just, you know, just end off just by, by challenging us and thinking how we relate this understanding to what we're going through today uh, and what's happening in the world around us. But where is your hope? And your confidence right now. I'm not speaking that out to condemn anyone. <laughs> it's a challenge for me too. But where is your hope and your confidence right now? And in, is it in what you see around you? Is it in what you are experiencing at the moment? Or what you've experienced in the last year? And, you know, there's a sense of that this Abraham was, was also it said there that uh, if he had been longing to return, he would have had opportunity to do so. Maybe there's things that God's spoken to you about that you've stepped out in or you're following him. But sometimes you wonder, maybe I should give up on that and go back to where I was or, you know, head back and or, or give up on that. But just... Just engaging with God and taking that encouragement. Is it what he's spoken to you about? Where is your confidence? Where is your hope? Um, Abraham and Sarah were challenged. They could have given up on the promises. They were even asked to sacrifice Isaac. But Abraham's response was, you know, even if he has to die, God can raise him from the dead. And I want to encourage us, if there's things that God has spoken to you about, promises that he's spoken to you of things that he's put into your heart and spoken to your life you know even if they look as good as dead <laughs> or even if they actually were to die or have died or seem like they are that god can raise the dead so that is the promise that hope that even death does not separate us from the goodness of god and and the kindness of god um Yeah, so just to see our confidence as an heir of all that is to come and an heir of the promises of God, that we are children of God and we are the children of, of Abraham, the people of promise. And yeah, you know, I think we often speak about promise in, in church as well. We talk about God's, you know, God's promises for our lives, but I think it's so central to who we are. It's not just a nice Thing, to sort of say, ah, oh, God gives us promises and we love Him and it's great. But it's actually so central to 
his character, his nature, and to who he describes us as, as a people, as being people of, people of the promise and people who have faith and trust in the promise maker. <laughs> anyway, that's where I'll leave it this morning. I'm going to speak blessing over us and hope that's been a good encouragement and a challenge for us as well that we will just continue to put our faith and our confidence not in what is seen but what is unseen and in the, the person and the one who promises. And, uh, and he's good and faithful and never, never leaves us. It sounds like that's my cue to finish up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, you want to...